0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners.
1: It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really, really fantastic show. It'll be a fun and informative hour. just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'm going to do this every single week. A few years ago, back in 2005, Jack Canfield wrote a book called The Success Principles How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. I'll say that again The Success Principles How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. It's a really fantastic book. That was actually my book of the year for 2005. I think I read that thing at least twice. One of the principles he talks about is the idea that successful people take 100% of the responsibility for their actions and the results that they get in their life. Uh, On the surface, it doesn't sound too difficult, but it turns and it becomes very easy to blame other people or to blame circumstances for things that are not going right. But um, I want to tell you, in his book, he does talk about a principle. Uh, He states a formula, and that formula is E plus R equals O. And really what that means is E stands for events, R stands for response, and O stands for outcome. So events plus our response equals the outcome that we get. And when faced with a challenge, we can do one of two things. We can either blame the event or the circumstance, or we can change our response to the event and ask ourselves, what part did I play in this happening? Now, is this easy to do? No, absolutely not. I know people who tend to take credit for every good thing that happens to them, but then they turn around and blame everyone else for all the bad things that happen. That's not someone who takes 100% responsibility for their actions. When you choose to take responsibility... You go a long way toward creating the results you want in your life. That's when you become very powerful. There's a quote that speaks very well to this point. It's by George Washington Carver, and he says this, "...99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses." I think that's really profound and very accurate. You can make excuses, or you can create the results that you want, but you can never, ever have both. Before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest, Donna Collamer, and we will be discussing how she built a very successful business and the skills she had to master in order to make that happen. Donna, are you there?
2: Hi there, Brian.
0: Hi, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you today? Very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good, let's, thanks. Yeah, let's just start with your background a little bit, and then we'll talk about what you're doing now. But where, what kind of beginning did you have? I mean, you own a business now. You've learned some very important skills, and we'll talk about networking and communication skills and uh, how you build relationships and sales. Where did this all start? How did you learn these things?
2: Well, I think it started off, I was living in Hawaii for 10 years in the real estate business and built a really successful business going, you know, there for 10 years. I actually retired in 1991 and moved to Arizona when my oldest daughter decided to go to ASU. Mm -hmm. So I retired and thought, okay, what am I going to do? I just volunteered everywhere, so I just started helping, helping everybody, seeing where the needs were, and that was really what I think I developed First was listening, and um, after a couple years, I decided that I was failing at retirement. So I went to work for a hotel company um, up in Carefree, Arizona, at the Carefree Inn. It was a hotel that had been closed for six years, and they asked me to come help them get it started again. So I was there for about ten months, and then there were some issues that went on, and the hotel actually closed. So Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what am I going to do now? And a friend said, hey, we could use you over at the Orange Tree Golf Resort. So I went and applied for the position, and I got it right on the spot. And my boss, who ended up being my boss, told me right then, he said, you know why you got the job? And I said, no. And he says, it's not what you know about hotels. It's about your attitude that you can do anything. So when somebody tells you that, you start believing it. And I think that happens. If somebody tells you things, you will believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I started working for the Orange Tree Golf Resort. I was the sixth person hired there in their marketing office. And that was um, a timeshare company, Shell Vacations. They own 22 resorts. Okay. And coming from a real estate background, it wasn't easy for me to get right into the timeshare because I knew what the reputation was for timeshare. Right. So I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity. I'm going for it. So I was administrative assistant for the first year, and I said to my boss, now how come we don't do home shows and car shows and boat shows? And he said, if you can, go, if you can get in them, go for it. So I started making phone calls one at a time. I got into the Maricopa County home shows. I Mm. did the boat shows. I did Barrett-Jackson. We did the Phoenix Open, Tempe Art Mm. Festival. And we went from the first year. I started there in 1994. We did seven events that year. And when I left in 2009, we did over 700 events. So, And it was one step at a time, but it was building relationships.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, how come you think they either didn't succeed at that where you did, or they just didn't try. I don't know. if Did they try it? I mean, did they try it and fail, or did they not think about it? What well, I do you think, think their resistance was?
2: You know, tell you the truth, I think they did try it, and they really weren't welcomed. People mm-hmm. didn't. They thought, well, if you're going to come in with the Orange Tree Golf Resort and promote your resort, that's one thing. But if you're going to pitch people to take a timeshare tour, that's something different. They didn't like that. Right. But then I showed them how it could be used to their benefit if we did that. So what we started doing was at each of the events that we did, we would capture the data from the people. You know, if you were ever in Arizona long enough, you would have seen us anywhere, Diamondback Suns, Mercury Rattlers, Mm -hmm. Coyotes, Dodge Theater, Cricket Pavilion, Phoenix Zoo, all of the art festivals, um, street fairs. We would have a fill-in and win slip. So win a trip to Hawaii, win courtside seats, tickets on the glass, Mm -hmm. win season tickets for Diamondbacks, and we were using that as a qualifying tool. People would fill out the survey to get in the drawing. So I thought, well, what if we gave that information back to the venue and put some questions on for them? They could use it for their marketing purposes. So Mm -hmm. that's what we did. We started putting on there, how often do you attend this event? Uh, What do you think of the ticket prices? How was the parking? How was the service? Uh, friendliness of the staff cleanliness of the facility and then we started asking you know we always asked um, do you plan to attend this event next year
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, what radio stations do you listen to, what TV programs do you watch and are you married, income level Mm -hmm. are you a homeowner and then the real critical question that we asked that was very valuable to all of them, what do you plan to purchase in the next year so we would, then I would go around and teach them how to use this report that we would give them after each event. If these people are homeowners, they're between the ages of 25 and 55, and they have an income of $60,000 and they plan to purchase a car in the next year, now you have information to go to a car dealership to ask them for sponsorships. And When I taught them how to raise more money, they didn't ask me for more money each year.
0: Mm. That is absolutely brilliant. I love... That approach, and I and I've seen you know those kinds of uh, stations or tables Mm -hmm. at spring at spring training games and Suns games Diamondbacks game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I love the fact that you are not only trying to um, get business from the public, but you're also gathering information that your um, place that you're doing these surveys at can benefit from, too. It's their incentive to let you actually be there in the first place.
2: Right. So I got to learn about all the city entities as well. I worked with every city, municipality, and private sector on doing their events, and we were the only ones for 15 years given these survey reports. So when I, would ask them at fir- awesome. when I first started doing events, I would say, okay, I'm not sure if we want to be at this event. Can you tell me what your demographics are? And they'd tell us. Yes, they're ages 25 to 55, income of this, homeowners, and thought, perfect, that's great for timeshare. Then we would get out there, and it was all senior citizens. And not that I have a thing against senior citizens, but they were not timeshare buyers. So I would say to them, where did you get this information? Because that's not what we gathered. And they said, well, we went online, we went through a Chamber of Commerce website, we pulled up their demographics, and we just used that. And I said, well, that's when I said, well, that's not quite accurate for your event. How about if I show you what we gathered? And that's just how it started growing. When we did them for all the sports teams, for instance, we worked with uh, Scott Brubaker at the Diamondbacks back, you know, when they first started, we were there from first game, and we started, you know, collecting all the information and giving them, giving them reports, and they would see it was great cleanliness, great friendliness, parking was good, prices were fine. And then as time went on, they started looking at the reports, and it wasn't the same information. So they started doing things around their facility to change it, and the reports went back up again. We asked how they um, found the prices to be for a family of four, and they said it was too expensive to come back. So they started offering the family packs based on the information we gathered. And when we were at the games, we would send people back there because not only did we give them the information, give them money for sponsoring each event, having multiple yes. booth spaces, about five spaces at the arena, yeah. we would also buy 200 tickets per month for the games to send the people back. So oh, yeah. you just listen to what their needs are.
0: Yeah, and that, that's really critical, very, very critical. And I I know, for example, um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, for example, one of the things that they take pride in is they try and keep the experience as affordable as possible. In fact, the Diamondbacks hosted the All-Star game last summer, and and Major League Baseball controls the All-Star game. They control the prices and the concessions, and that's their whole thing. And one thing that the Diamondbacks organization said is, look, this is—it's really important that we have outstanding attendance. Um, we want to make sure that the price points are very reasonable, so that we can give everyone the greatest experience that we possibly can. And I, I appreciate that you shared that—that that you, um, you know, gathered information from the public that are thinking about uh, attending these events and giving it back to those organizations. And I'll tell you what—sometimes feedback isn't pretty, but if you want to grow, you've got to have outstanding feedback. And you've exactly. got to be willing to listen. Sometimes people only listen to the feedback that agrees with their point of view, and that's really that doesn't help you. It doesn't help anybody. No, it doesn't so, help you
2: grow, that's for sure.
0: No, it absolutely doesn't help grow at all. We are coming right up against the break. Uh, we are here with Donna Colomer. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we will be right back on the other side. Stay with
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Join the Keemer twins, Melody and Marilyn, for Double Trouble Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific on jogginghead.com. Double, 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 They're authors, speakers, double, entertainers, coaches, and the creators of the Double Trouble Transformation System for Success. As much as else, oh yeah. Each highly energized show will feature interviews with celebrities, small business owners, corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, and other special guests sharing valuable insights. You'll learn how successful leaders use doubly effective communication techniques to dramatically increase sales, increase customer retention, increase productivity, and improve employee attitudes. For more on what the twins are up to, check out their website, twins.com. Then join the Keimer Twins, Melody and Marilyn, every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific, on toginet.com for Double Trouble Talk Radio. Okay. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My special guest this week is Donna Colmer, And we talked about how she... Um, help build the Shell uh, Vacations organization through uh, a series of promotions and data gathering, uh, which really helped the organizations that she was working with. And what I want to do, first of all, let me give the call in number. It's 866 404 6519. Once again, that's 866 404 6519. And what I want to do next is talk about networking. And if any of you out there listening have a business, this is a really op- good opportunity to pick the brain of someone who's really, really good at networking. So I encourage you to call in if you are able to do so. So Donna, I want to ask you, there are probably some very good do's and don'ts uh, do- uh, in the networking world. I know sometimes when I go to networking events, I see people who hang around the buffet table a lot. That's uh. not networking. You can't network with the food table. You just can't. Right. It's ridiculous. So let me ask you, what things do you see people doing wrong in the networking world, and what do you see people doing right? Because I, I think a right and a wrong dichotomy is is a good place to start here.
2: Right, and I think wrong right off the bat is shoving your card in somebody's face and trying to get your elevator speech in really quickly and uh, not caring what the other person does or if they're interested. Um, What I think you can do right is to listen and find out what other people do and see how you can help them. Um, That's what I like to do. When I hear somebody, I, I always right off the bat say, and what do you do? And they will tell me because people are really anxious to tell you what they do. Exactly. And as soon as they do, the first thing that goes through my mind is, how can I help you? I don't even say it out loud. How can I, I just say it? How, mm-hmm. myself, how can I help you? And I'm thinking, is it either through my touchscreen kiosk business or is it through the contacts that I know? And I know so many people, there's always some way I can help them. And so I usually walk away with not, oh, boy, did I sell my business to this person. It's, hmm, how can I help them? And I keep that mm-hmm. on my mind constantly. So I mm-hmm. think that's it. If Really, if you consider others first, uh, mm-hmm. you'll – Reap the benefits in the back end.
0: And do you always follow up with your contacts after the event?
2: I haven't been as good as I should, mm-hmm. but I do the relationships that I build during the networking, those we continue to be friends. We don't just be contact, we're just not contacts. We yeah. actually become friends. We invite each other to other things, and that's what's really important, I think, is developing yeah. relationships. Yeah, that's And so it doesn't matter what your business is. I don't care if you're a competitor of mine. I would like to establish a relationship with you and see if there's any way I can help you. Exactly. You know, it's not because I don't know anybody who's doing what I'm doing. So it's easy for me. I kind of stand out. But I love going to networking events and just to hear when people, uh, especially if you're in a small group, and they say their name, and they announce their business. I think it's fascinating the different businesses that people are in. I was yeah. at one last Wednesday, and there wasn't one person. There was about 35 people there. Not one person did the same thing as anybody else.
0: So I so thought So everyone, was great. All, all 35 people had a completely different a completely field of A completely different interest.
2: business, and it was fascinating. And any time anybody spoke, we all went, ah, ah, it was really cool. Um, you know, and I'm going to plan on, that was my first time attending that one, and I plan to go to many more of those. I really love the people there. Whether it's good for my business or whatever, I just love the people. So, um, but I attend one that I attend that's really big, and that's a Networking Phoenix one that Gelly owns. And I heard about it last year at the Talking Stick Resort and Casino in Scottsdale. I was a little overwhelmed when I heard 2000 people were going to go and I hadn't been to anything that big. So they sent an email out confirming that uh, my registration a couple of days before and they sent a bla- email blast out if anybody would like to volunteer, we could use your help. So I'm the helper, so I automatically responded and said I'd be divided to. So what hours can you work? Mm. And I said whatever That's you right. need me for. So it was a great experience to be able to go to this huge event work the registration table I hardly even left the registration table there was no need to everybody came up to me I didn't need yeah. to go up to anybody else so it was a good way to get introduced to something that large and then I she had another one that was at the Fairmont Princess in November so this was the um, first time I had gone to one of her training sessions before, Last, the first one I didn't have time to go to a training. So this one I went to the training, I listened to what her needs were, I understood what her goals were, so she said, "Can you get it, can I put you in charge as the lead of the table from 5 to 7? I said, absolutely. So I was the lead, I was getting people over to their passport registration to sign people up to buy, be passport members told them the benefits and everybody kept saying to me you should be in sales and i said oh i think i am but it really wasn't about me that night it was about helping her and then she said to me afterwards you did such a great job can i put you in charge of our ambassador program we're going to start this new program and you kind of gave us the insight for this and i said absolutely so in february i'll be the ambassador Uh, helping out the lead of the table again. And with that, she gave me a one-year membership to their Passport Networking events and uh, didn't ask for it. Yeah, You know, so it's those kind of things. You never know what's going to come of it if you give first.
0: And I love that point. Giving first is so important. And if you are giving first with no expectation of receiving on the back end, people can tell if your heart is in the right place or not. right. And that opens up many, many more opportunities. And I love the idea that you said that people were coming to you because you really you were behind the table. You didn't right. have a chance to go out and speak. In fact, um, you and I went to an event that we met at uh, back in December. We'll talk about that later in the show. Oh, but when I made it known that I was starting this Success profile radio show, people were coming up to me, oh, tell me about your show. And I didn't really have to spend a lot of time reaching out and saying, hey, how are you? I'm Brian. People were coming to me, and it was a little shocking, but it was a nice change of pace. Right. We had uh, to learn
2: at that that event, didn't we, that we had to be good receivers?
0: Yes. Not just a
2: giver. We have to learn to receive as well.
0: Yes, exactly. And I will tell everyone what that event was later in the show. What I want to do next is talk a little bit about communication skills. You addressed listening a little bit. Um, what other communication skills do you find become really necessary in order Uh, to really excel at what you do?
2: Definitely, you need to be diplomatic. And I think I learned that uh, back being in real estate, because you didn't want your feelings to get in the way of anything that you were trying to, to do. So in that, being diplomatic, it really is an attractor for people. People always tell me that you are a people magnet. You're very social. And I am, but I think that is something that I had to develop. Um, and that comes from wanting to build relationships. I love people, so it's very easy for me to be with people. And I think developing relationships, you know, goes a long way. I think I said before, you know, money doesn't last forever, but relationships do.
0: I love that. Yeah,
2: and another thing I learned is relationships is a word you use when you don't have much money. So it's really good to develop relationships, especially when I was in timeshare. There was other timeshare markets that came into the business, you know, in Arizona after I was in, and they tried to get in events. But these people that I built relationships with thought that they would be doing a disservice to me if they allowed them in, so they didn't, and they would always call me and say, oh, I had a call from so-and-so, and and they want to be in this event. But I told them I'm working with you. And that was because of relationships. It wasn't because of money. It wasn't even the service I provided. It was the relationships that I had built.
0: Exactly. And
2: and the way you grow on relationships is working together. It's never just one-sided. So, for example, I used to speak at the Arizona Festivals and Events Association and International Festivals and Events Associations on do you know your demographics, who's at your event, and how can you use this. And when I spoke one time um, in Tempe that ten years ago, um, somebody from the Gilbert uh, Parks and Recreation was in the audience, and they were listening, and they said, can I talk to you after the event? And I said, sure. And she said, I, you know, we had a, um, a run-in with a timeshare once before, and we vowed to never invite them back, but we really want those demographic reports. So can we give it a try? I want you to meet with the board first. So I went to Gilbert, met with the board of directors. We decided we would give it a try on one event So we had one booth space, we gave them $200, and we gave them a demographic report. Well, we met afterwards for lunch, after the event was over, and she said we really didn't get as many surveys as we were hoping off this report. And I said, you know, we didn't get as many tours off this either. So we decided let's do two booths next event. So we did two booths. We doubled our numbers, they doubled their numbers, and we were happy, but we said, We well, let's see what happens if we have three booth spaces. So we had three booth spaces, they tripled their numbers, we tripled our numbers, and we know it worked. Wow. So that's... it's about working together, not just before, but definitely afterwards.
0: Yeah. And that's that's really awesome. I, I like I like the whole diplomacy thing and, and... The whole cooperation aspect that you discussed. Let's talk uh, very briefly about um, building relationships some more. And you come from—we've from, got a couple minutes before our next break. You come from it from a spirit of giving and not really want to to, to uh, receive. Um, how how else do you cultivate those those relationships? I mean, I know you remain friends with a lot of your contacts afterwards, and we've stayed in touch. You know. Um, mm-hmm. After, after places where we've met each other, and I really appreciate that. It's, really a, it's been great. So what else do you attribute your success to in terms of building relationships?
2: Well, I think when somebody is on your mind, whether you're busy at the computer or you're driving and somebody is on your mind, call them. Let them know. Send them an email. Tell them you're thinking about them. Is there anything I can do? I just do that randomly, and I don't know who it is I'm going to call or I have no agenda, but it always seems to be the right time. So I think, just go with your gut if the spirit inside you is telling you to do something, do it
0: yeah, and I, I think there's a, actually a, a Bible verse that addresses the whole idea of if you see the good that you can do do it now
2: right, because tomorrow may not come
0: because tomorrow may not come, that's absolutely right, and I, I think about that too sometimes
2: and right now uh, yeah, right I, it, now i'm, it, it I'm a, really helped me. yeah right now I'm studying the book of James. And um, it's very good for me right now, too. It's consider it all joy when you have hardships. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, considering it is tough, but you know what? You've got to persevere when you get those. You just persevere, yeah. and that just builds your strength. And so yeah. it's kind of like what we learned at that seminar um, when we met in December. Um, you know, just go with it.
0: Absolutely. Just go with and it. I go think...
2: outside your comfort zone because that's where everything happens. You can't stay inside your comfort zone because you're comfortable. If you want to grow, you need to step outside. And once you step outside, it is so fun. And yes, then it is. once it starts getting comfortable, you have to grow some more. And if that's our goal to grow, that's what we need to do is get outside our comfort zone.
0: That is great stuff, and we are up against our next break. We will come right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio.
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Malat at 1110 Central on toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, on toginet.com information about book publishing is power the power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers so join us for your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My special guest this week is Donna Colomer, And we've been talking about uh, her background in, in uh, networking and developing sales and how she helped grow the Shelby company that she worked with, and she has parlayed a lot of that experience to start her own business. So, Donna, if you could tell us a little bit about what your business is that you're involved in and how you grew that business. Tell us a little bit about that, please.
2: Absolutely. It's very exciting. Um, You know, when the economy hit in 2009, I knew I needed to do something different because nobody was buying timeshares at that time, and of course my pay was going down, down, down. And... uh, I just said, okay, God, you've got to get me out of this. And so within 30 days, this opportunity dropped in my lap to purchase um, touchscreen kiosks. I was going to go into business with the gal that I knew was doing this in Arkansas, and after a month decided I just needed to do this on my own. So I have touchscreen kiosks that, I, um, that act as a virtual concierge. The company is called KEOCOM, which stands for Kiosk Communications, And we are bringing communities together with this high technology. Um, We have kiosks in visitor centers, chambers of commerce, hotels, malls, museums, uh, health clubs, and uh, hoping to grow into more locations. I just met with the Arizona Office of Tourism last week to expand this relationship. And uh, so it's really exciting. People walk up to the kiosk to um, see where to stay, where to shop, where to eat, things to do, local information, stuff to do out of town, things in town, special events. And uh, it's a great technology because the advertisers that come on the screens get a username and a password so they can provide up-to-date information. They can offer daily specials, change their menus, change their pictures, target different groups that are in town, say welcome sports fans, Uh, welcome Gold Rush Days fans in Wickenburg, um, and then give them a special offer. Plus, they get a report section so they can see how many people have viewed their information on a daily basis. And because these machines are eco-friendly, they don't spit out any paper at all. We're, We're not into that. So we have a text me feature button on the screens. If you're standing in front of it and you want to find a restaurant but you don't have anything to write on, you say, hit the text me button, type in your cell phone number, and the information gets sent right to your cell phone with a link to the phone number. So you just hit that, and they can call them if they need something more. Um, so they can book reservations, tea times, uh, get more information about a property. We have QR codes on the screen, so it takes the guest right to their website via their smartphone. So it's really exciting technology.
0: That's great. So, I mean, if I saw one of these kiosks, and I'm visiting town, I could look and say, you know, tell me what restaurants are within walking distance, and it will show you what all your choices are?
2: Absolutely. In and different you, categories, you want Italian, you want Chinese, um, you know, Mexican food. What are, you, what are your interests? And, Do you want to go you, downtown Phoenix? Do you want to go out of town?
0: And if I press on, on one of those links, will it give me that restaurant's menu?
2: If that's what they want on there, when I put them on the screen, as soon as they sign up, I put them on the screen and it sets sets up their information. I just put basic information on whatever I, they send me to put on there or I get it from their website. And then the system, as soon as I hit submit, it automatically sends them an email that says "Welcome to the Keelcom kiosk program this is your username and your password and here's the link to get into the system and then once they get in the system there's a welcome message and it just shows them there's a standard template and they can change any of those boxes that they want to say anything they want change their menu target the different groups uh, most people keep it the same they don't change it too much but right. we do have um, one barbecue place that the owner actually is an attorney she's the one who's on it the most she changes it a lot and I'm always, I love seeing it. We only accept family-friendly content on these kiosks because of okay. the locations they are. Um, so everybody's welcoming this program. Um, I'm in Hampton Inns and Hiltons, and we've decided, you know, learning through, through issues, their Wi-Fi system is so slow um, mm-hmm. that we've contracted with Verizon to put a 3G signal on soon going to 4G to give mm-hmm. us a faster, you know, response rate. Yeah. And no downtime, some of these hotels change their password every day yes. or, every, you know, once a week because guests check out. So we had to keep, you know, that's just one of the issues we had to learn.
0: Yeah. Let me so. give the call-in number once again if somebody wants to call in and, and talk to Donna and uh, ask any questions about, you know, her business or the way she built her business. It's, this is a great opportunity to talk with a networking escort. Call in if you if you have some time. It's 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And Donna, can you give us the website so people can learn more about what you're doing?
2: Sure. It's www.kiokom.com.
0: www.kiokom.com.
2: Yes, and and on on the website, website, on the links page on the website, you can go visit all the online kiosk links, and that's a great part for the advertisers that are on the screens, because people don't just have to see their information by standing in front of a kiosk, they can go to the website, and of course the QR codes are all over the place, so that people can scan it to their cell phone, go to the website, look up all the people that are on And the chambers that I work with also have the online kiosk links on their websites as well. So if you went to visit gilbertaz.com, clicked on tourist information, the first link you see is visit our online kiosk link. Mm. So they're getting a lot of exposure not just on the kiosk, but because I'm a marketing professional. That's what I do. I try to figure out, you know, many ways to be able to benefit these companies. Um, My first business that I started with was the Wickenburg Chamber of Commerce and then last year we I think it was in May we added a hotel there that wanted to be involved with this Um, so we're at the Los Villajaros Inn as well and he will be writing up a testimonial for me to start using on my brochures pretty soon because he's seeing you know response from it and knows that he's had you know additional rooms um, booked because of it. And okay. so my goal is to help these cities, not just to go in there, put a kiosk, and sell advertising. It's how can I help them. So Wickenburg is involved with uh Arizona centennial event. You know, this is our centennial year. And so there's a lot of signature events and Gold Rush Days, and Wickenburg is, is a large one. So I'm yes. helping them get sponsors for their event, and I'm encouraging people to stay at the Los Viajeros Inn, go to the Mexican restaurant Anita yeah. Cocina, right. go to the desert Caballero's Western Museum for the day or the Delhi Webb Center for Performing Arts. And then stop and visit another kiosk location at the Challenger Space Center in Peoria. And, you know, they're open seven days a week. And the reason I started working with them is actually she found me through Twitter. Oh,
3: good. And
2: thought they really needed to have some more exposure to their property. And I don't know about you, but I never heard of the Challenger Space Center, never knew we had one in Arizona. Right, I didn't either. Yeah, see, and it's been there since 2000, the year 2000, and the reason she wanted to, you know, work with me and participate in this program is because of the additional exposure she's getting, not just by being mentioned that that is a kiosk location, but people are always, when they hear about it, they, aha, didn't even know we had it, but they're on all my marketing pieces, Yeah, they're on the website, they're linked as one of the programs, they get exposure in all the areas that I do my marketing with my clients and with prospective clients, so... I'm helping get the word out, you know, to help these businesses succeed.
0: Yeah, and once again, that link is wwwk ioko keocom.com. This sounds like a fascinating technology. Are you all over Arizona with this?
2: Well, uh, right now I'm in Wickenburg, Prescott Valley, uh, the East Valley, West Valley, um, and Scottsdale and Phoenix. So what we did first was we started in Wickenburg, then we went to Prescott Valley, and then the East Valley, then the West Valley, then I started moving in. But I'm hoping as my um, relationship increases with the Office of Tourism, and I just filed through their procurement department to be um, be able to be in state buildings, that it will open up to to all the cities but they're also helping huge. me with all the chambers through all the other ones that they can help with yeah. because they're a state facility they cannot endorse me at this time until i registered yes. which i did do today So.
0: Yeah, well i'll tell you what i think if i'm if i am correct i believe that this is arizona's centennial year two am i right about
2: that yeah that's what i meant yeah
0: yeah and uh... this is this is a fantastic opportunity um, I sub- and I I know that you're a big big thinker. I mean, you're probably um, potentially going to expand this beyond Arizona. Do you think?
2: Well, I had a call last week from the gal from the Lake Tahoe Visitor Center, and I've had a call from the Colorado Springs Visitor Center. So my goal really is. Tourism in Arizona. Uh, You know, my platform when I started this in 2009 was a time when we were having, well, we still are, but it was really strong with the immigration issues. And Mm -hmm. people were threatening to boycott Arizona. And I thought, well, let them boycott Arizona. We're going to fill our own tourism with our own people. So that was my idea originally was to be able to send people from Tucson to Flagstaff to Sedona to Scottsdale. And and when they're in a hotel, they might even stay an extra couple days to go visit some of the places that they have on, you know, that we have on the screens that they hadn't known about or hadn't even considered. So it's about keeping people entertained, more revenue for the hotels, the venues, keeping more businesses alive and more businesses open. You know, I'm a member of Local First Arizona, and that's really where I stand. Local First Arizona.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I really and do. Then, I, and then
2: everybody second.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah I'll a, just
2: wait and see. You know, I don't have I don't have plans to grow outside, but anytime anybody asks me, I'm I'm, I'm a yes person. So let's very, figure it yeah. out. I never say no.
0: And that's so important. You have to be open. Uh, you have to be open to the possibilities that are out there definitely for sure.
2: Right. I think if opportunity knocks, you should open the door.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you never know what, what's on the other side. Some people it's a little scary for, but you know what? The adventurous people, the people who succeed are not afraid to, to at least take a look. It's all about being open-minded. Right. And that is... That's that's really outstanding. We've got maybe about 30 seconds or so before the break. Let me give that uh, link one more time. It's www.kiokom.com. Once again, that's www.kiokom.com. Look at that website. It, it really is a fantastic technology, and I've looked at it. They look very professional. All of these are in pretty nice areas. Um, you're, you're very particular about where you put these, because mm-hmm. they are nice, and you're, you're building an image um, for your business. Okay, we are right up against the break. If you want to call in, our number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. We will be coming up on our final segment very shortly. Stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio.
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio network. Be listening for Healthline Radio with Dr. Alan H. Brassman, Mondays at 11 a.m Eastern on the Rockstar Radio network. Dr. Pressman is an author, certified nutritionist, educator, and researcher, and he'll be discussing health and wellness in a direct and dynamic style that encourages you not only to listen, but to take action to improve your well-being. His goal is to give you cutting-edge nutritional views. His focus is on cardiovascular health, neurological support, aging and digestive issues. Men's and women's health concerns are also covered, plus information you need to help manage your personal health and to start living a vibrant, abundant life. Healthline Radio has been on the air since 1974 with a huge listenership. It's time you tuned in, too. This show could save your life. For more on the show, check out the doctor's website, drpressman.com. Then join us for Healthline Radio with Dr. Alan Pressman, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Tokenet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TuggyNet.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: Hello, and we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we're on the line with my very special guest Donna Colomer. We've spent time talking about her business opportunities that she's pursuing. Her her kiosk business it looks really really sharp. If you want to learn more about that, um, I think you'll agree these look fantastic. www.kiokom.com. Once again, it's www.kiokom com if someone Donna before we leave this particular topic is if somebody wants to work with you or partner with you to help you spread the word and be involved in this business uh, is is there an opportunity for that to happen
2: absolutely, I actually need more help because of all the areas I told you I was in yes that 's very hard for one person now it i've is. got a couple of people out there right now that just started we'll be having our first meeting on Thursday, but I offer an excellent commission schedule and great bonus package so I've got people that are very excited. You know, we're a pioneer in this industry, so it's a lot of education right now. So that's what I've been training people, and now they're getting ready to go, and I've already heard about some great things that they're going to be bringing to me on Thursday. So I'm very excited about that, but I would love to have more people on my team. I'm also looking for more locations to place kiosks. If anybody knows of a business that would benefit from having a kiosk in their location, I'd love to talk to them. So great opportunities. Great. How can people get a hold of
0: you to inquire about
2: that? Uh, My office number is 480-389-4669, or you can always email me at donna at keocom.com.
0: Okay. And uh, do you have a website? Yes. Oh, the the keocom.com? We
2: love it, too, don't we? Yeah.
0: Yes. And can people connect with you on Facebook and Twitter by uh, going to that website?
2: Yes, absolutely. I, get some, I have uh, so many LinkedIn connections that I use them, too. I don't just connect with them. I write back. I stay connected. Um, I constantly get on Twitter, but it's never about my company. Uh, when I send tweets, it's about the people I'm working with. That's another way that I like to help them. Um, I don't need the exposure. I'm out there to help them. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I don't use it as much because my business is more business-to-business. Yeah. Relationships where Facebook is really getting the people.
0: Yeah, so you're oh. more on Twitter and LinkedIn then?
2: Correct. Okay,
0: that sounds fair. I mean, you have to know what the goal of your business is, and uh, that's great. All right, uh, I do have a caller, and his name is Jeff. Are you there, Jeff? Hello. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. Do you have some input for Donna?
3: Well, I do have some input. Um... Briefly, she indicated a little bit earlier in your show, Brian, okay. that she had someone that would be writing a testimonial. Uh-huh, I, am uh-huh. that, I am that individual.
0: Oh, good. Thank and
3: you, what I, what I wa- Hello, Donna. What I did want to say, Brian, from the standpoint of a business, uh, I've only been working with the Kiacom for the past four months. And from a business standpoint, Donna and I are in the middle of discussions about Call it a multi-year contract, if you will. And okay. what I did want to say was that she's been extremely professional. I I sometimes think she has an email tied right to her belt <laughs> because she responds so so quickly. Mm. And from the standpoint of marketing for a uh, independent motel property in Wickenburg, Arizona, she understands the basics of our business. She understands how to present the marketing. And she's extremely reasonable. I I find that the, the product is very successful as I'm sure you realize, Brian. Yeah. There are many vehicles out there that we use for marketing and advertising and I found hers to be uh, very beneficial. That's awesome. I do thank, thank you, you so much for that. That's awesome. Is so, it like I have,
0: to, my, I have, I have no too. I'm sorry, Brian. What? Oh, I was going to ask if you wanted to talk about anything else. You're certainly welcome to stay on if you'd like.
3: Well, no, I, that's all I did want to do was just was offer uh, my observations on it. I have just I found that it's an, a very good marketing tool, that's and great. I will continue to use it. And that's all that's I wanted fantastic. to say.
0: Well, thank you for calling. Please call in again, Jeff. I appreciated your feedback. You're quite welcome. Thank you. All thank right. You, thank you so much for calling. Yeah. So that's, when I that's great.
2: Work, when I first started working with their property, um, I was working with another gal, and then she left when Jeff came in. So Jeff had to kind of get caught up with me and me with him. And, and he asked great questions, and he wants to know a lot of information about everything. And I am more than happy to be there for him, like he said, right on the spot. And I don't have the email tied to my hip, but I do respond as quickly as possible because that's customer service.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. So I'd like to switch gears just a little bit, Donna. I know that starting your day off right is extremely important. It is for everybody. If you start the day off wrong, it affects your entire day. Yeah. What, what kind of um, professional development do you involve yourself in? I mean, do you, do you like to read a lot? I mean, in, in the book that I wrote, one of the things that I talk about is all great leaders are readers. So um, do you have any favorite books or any favorite, any, any favorite quotes or what, what motivates you to begin your day?
2: Well, if I yeah, my favorite book is the Bible, and if I don't read that in the morning, Uh my day is already off kilter.
0: Yeah, it
2: does. It centers me right off the bat because already when I wake up every morning, I have so many things on my mind. I have to do this. I have to do that. I got this. I got this at two o'clock. I got that at four o'clock. I got. I have so many things, and my mind will get so scattered. So I sit down by myself, quiet time, and read psalms every morning, read a proverb every morning, and then usually whatever my Bible study is, do a little bit of my homework. It's amazing yeah. how calm I will get because really it's, yeah. I find out it's not about me. This right. is I didn't choose this business. It was It dropped in my lap, so I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I get a little scared sometimes, especially in the beginning when you're developing something new. I had no idea about this technology, and when I decided to do it, My mind was all over the place. I didn't know anything, and and how easy it would have been to say, you know what? I think I'm just going to go back to that other company I was at where I had a regular paycheck. But guess what? 30 days after I left that company, they'd closed their doors.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. How crazy is that? Yeah,
2: so if you, you know, there's no going back. I know that that door was shut so that I couldn't get scared and run back to it so i had to keep moving forward and when i start trying to think, do things my way i fail but when i look up the answer comes exactly so that's awesome. you know that but that's that's been my life for the last 10 years or so but it wasn't that way before and yeah. i was all over the place and i am so yeah. focused and centered now yeah and that's really what shows people see that in me and so yeah. it just helps yeah
0: and Proverbs is a, a great read because there's 31 chapters, and right. most months have 31 days in them, and the ones that don't, you can either double up or you know whatever you'd like to do toward the end of the month. But that's that's really incredible. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the event that we met at that we have been alluding to. Mm-hmm. For those of you that uh, have ever read a book by T. Harv Eker called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he has a series of events all around the country even all around the world, there are many events in North America that he conducts every year. We met at the one in Phoenix back in December. It's called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. It's a, it's a three-day uh, uh, event. Uh, it was intensive. held in, in very, very intense. I mean, and we did so much. I mean, you, you learn to really challenge your beliefs about what's true in your life in terms of how you view money, how you view other people, and it is really potentially a very life changing three days. What was your experience with that?
2: Well, you know, that was my third time attending. Um, was it? I went back in two thousand and nine, January of two thousand and nine, and it encouraged me to quit my job and start my business. It oh really, yeah. Get past on it. What's what's holding you back from growing? Stability, and you know, it was just that comfort zone again. So I went to it and, you know, within a year within before the end of the year, I was in my own business. Um, And then I went again the second time because I had a little hardship in my life. It was a relationship breakup, and I had a very hard time being motivated and finding the passion in my business again. So I kept saying, oh, this event's coming up again. I know it's coming up. I can't wait to go. And, boy, did it change my life again, and it helped me not look back but look forward. Where am I going? Don't look at that what you did in the past and it's kind of like the rear view mirror thing you know when you're when you're driving your car you see the windshields a lot bigger because that's where you're going where that rear view mirror is small and that's just to give you a perspective of where you've been so you just got to keep going forward and that seminar really helps you get past those things that are holding you back and it's typically something somebody said to you
0: Right. So and, we do you know, all those
2: exercises. Now, when we went the third time, I said, okay, I'm healthy. I've got a great business. I have passion. I can't wait to see what they're going to do to me this time. And really, I just took some different different ideas um, out of that, which was I can't do it all myself. Yeah, I was trying got, to do this all alone, and I decided, yeah. okay, I need to get a staff. I need to develop them. I need to, to, to get those leadership skills kicked mm-hmm. in. That wasn't a comfort zone for me.
0: Right. And it's about leveraging other people's efforts and leveraging other people's time, even leveraging other people's money. If you need to you know, borrow it or co-op venture with people in order to help your business, um, those are all very, very important things. And I'll tell you what, um, starting your own business, really, those are the people that create jobs. I mean, you talk about this economy. One thing that Robert Kiyosaki said uh, one day on Facebook that really uh, struck me, he said if 3 million people would start their own businesses and hire 3 people apiece, that would change everything in this economy. Mm. Can you imagine that?
2: Yeah, if, that's good. And, you know, I think another thing that I picked up from that is to uh, success, really successful people have a mentor. Yes. Remember that? Yes. And that's when I decided, through my LinkedIn connection with Sherry Henry, who's the director of Arizona's Office of Tourism, uh, she was a guest speaker at one of my events. I put on an event for all the municipalities every year, the Aztec Awards, which we award all the city entities for their special events and banners, sponsorship, volunteers, and all that. And she was a keynote speaker. So I decided to connect with her and then ask her, you know, that was one of the steps I learned from the MMI, so I decided I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to contact her and ask her if I could pick her brain a little bit. She said, you pick the day and time. So I was there last Thursday, and I just said, you know, I learned that successful people have a mentor. You're in tourism. I'm in tourism. You've been here a long time. I'm fairly new at it. What advice can you give me? Here's what I do, and she was so helpful. And not only that, I complimented her on letting her know that I valued her That's great, you know, as a leader. So I think that's really important is to find a mentor and don't think you can do it all yourself.
0: That is fantastic advice. We've got less than 30 seconds left. Let me give the website for this Millionaire Mind Intensive. If anyone's thinking about going, it's MillionaireMindIntensive.com. Once again, that's MillionaireMindIntensive.com. They are holding events all over North America. They're going to be back in Phoenix in June. They'll be in San Diego. They'll be in Denver. They'll be in Salt Lake City. They'll be in Tampa. They'll be in the Dallas area. Yeah, and we are done. This has been Success Profiles Radio. My great thanks to my guest, Donna Colmer, and we will be back next week at 6 p.m. Eastern. Take care, everyone.
1: Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week we